KRVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We broadcast again from the Nebraska State Fair. Lots of open class things happening, but I'll tell you, stopping at our booth, everybody is asking the same question. What the heck is going on with the beans? And we're going to find all of that out today as Sue Martin joins us. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So I guess, Sue, that's where we're going to start. We've got producers here in Nebraska. They're wondering what is going on with these soybeans. Well, I think first off, um, we have to keep in mind that in the beans, you know, we had a lot of spreading, I think, going on on uh, Monday, buying corn, buying wheat, selling beans. And it was all about the pro-farmer tour. And uh, today, now, that's kind of abated. It's kind of relaxed. Uh, we're into where... You know, you look at a chart, a bar chart on uh, beans, and we're coiling or in a, uh, an ascending triangle. And so I think the market is just marking time. You have, um, as we go into September, um, you know, there's talk that uh, we're going to see, um, you know, crops maturing a little bit later. But the thing is, We've had bean fields just getting a cast in our area over the whole field probably in the past two weeks. So, you know, it isn't going to be super long and we're going to be looking at harvest. But, again, I think the market is marking its time. I think that uh, the traders can be negative on yield if they so wish. But it all comes down to how many beans are in those pods. Um, The forecast is more drier. You've had Mississippi, Louisiana especially, and Mississippi and Arkansas looking at horrifically wet weather where soybeans are sprouting, um, molding, and falling, and the pods are bursting. And, um, you know, it's 10 days ago, those farmers were thinking they were going to have uh, bumper crops, and now it's not going to be the case. And so we've lost a lot of crop, I think, out of those three states. And then on top of it, on the 12th of uh, September, we have the uh, September supply demand report via the USDA WASDE. And traders are going to want to think about how are we going to shake down those uh, million and a half less acres on beans that got planted um, how How is that going to work? And look at the uh, harvested number versus what the actual planted number is. And um, I think that, too, is going to uh, put support under this market until we get that report out of the way. There's so much pressure. And, and you and I were talking, you know, before this, that, that corn and beans really have the potential to continue to move higher. And I'm sure as, as harvest really gets underway in earnest, I think that's just going to aid to what we see in these market trades? I think so, too. And I will say, you know, the other thing that did weigh on the beans overnight into today was the soybean good to excellent ratings. They held steady with last week, which in essence is 1% better than where they were a year ago at this time. So then all of a sudden that thought process of yield comes back again, over 52 BPA, maybe 52.5. And so the bears stepped on it. But 
it ran out of selling too quickly. We got down around 1417 today, basis November, and the market started getting close to support and started to lift back. The market's not ready to just fall apart. It's There's too much unknown here, and I think the market wants to see just what is in uh, these pods, what we're going to see for yield, and also to get a forecast that's more um, kind to the uh, delta to get uh, the bean harvest back up and going again. And then you look at um, uh, China and, well, private exporters reported the sale of um, 264,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans sold to unknown destinations. A lot of times we think it's China, but that too puts some support under the break early today. And um, I guess I look at the bean market and I think we have a market here that um, is looking at still not ready to break down. You seasonally usually will rally into the 8th, 9th, 10th, 12th of September. That's usually your pre-harvest rally anyway. So I think the market's saying, let's just take a breath and let's see what really is out there. Well, it is nice to see some some movement, though, on that export wire, even though if it was to an unknown, because it's been on the definite quiet side lately. That is true. Um, you know, the demand was good. And, of course, you know, the um, uh, foreign ag service is um, uh, not coming out with export sales this week, or at least so far it's been, uh, uh, how do I want to say it, not banned, but uh, stopped until further notice. And so they're probably trying to work through some little um, issues that they're having with their software or whatever. But uh, long story short, I think we've got good demand under the table. You've got uh, uh, China needing grains, yes, uh, their corn. Uh, if you look at Jilin and uh, Heilongjiang, uh, those two provinces especially, and Liaoning, um, corn production has had a better go at it with weather this year. But then you have the Yangtze River, record almost record low, and that feeds some soybean and rice production. And so I think when you look at corn and the concern of what corn production is, all of a sudden you're coming back and saying, okay, maybe maybe any feed types needs to find support here. It may be soybean meal and consequently also wheat finds support here. But you're heading into a long holiday weekend and the markets don't reopen until um, Tuesday at regular time. Well, with what's been going on over in Ukraine and the concern about their nuclear plant, the largest nuclear plant in Europe, well, you know, when you have an international team uh, looking at going in to check that. Stick around, folks. We've got more coming around the corner. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio At Fontenelle Hybrids, we'd like to visit with you about reaching your yield goals in 2023 with our high-performing corn hybrids and ExtendFlex soybeans. Fontenelle products are locally tested and selected because we know Nebraska. Stop and see us at Husker Harvest Days and remember to see your local Fontenelle dealer before mid-October for the best discounts. Fontenelle Hybrids, solutions you need, relationships you trust. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stories. KRVN. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And as uh, we were going to break, talking about uh, Ukraine and obviously what's going on with that nuclear reactor, 
it, it's amazing how it continues. The war kind of gets not talked about. Now we start hearing a few more things. And just the continued stronghold influence it has over our markets here in the States. Well, it is. Um, you know, I think the concern, you know, first off, you had the ag ministry say that wheat production could be um, this winter wheat plantings could be down 20% or more. So that would be a support. But in the meantime, they also come back and say, but if everything goes well with this uh, exporting corridor, they could possibly double their exports here, um, you know, through the month of August into September from what they were in July. So that then weighs on the market. But then we also have to keep in mind that, you know, you've got Europe very concerned about energy and, you know, I hate to say this, but winter isn't that super long or far away when colder temps start to come. And energy is very concerning. And you've got, um, and if, in my opinion, I would think it would be really bad for Russia to try to jeopardize that nuclear plant because, one, they're opening their own soldiers up to, you know, radiation. And, two, they'd ruin the crops. But more than anything... I think what they'll do is they'll dial it down and squeeze tighter the amount of energy that's coming out of that plant for Europe. But then you hear where uh, the U.S. White House is working on a deal, a nuclear deal with Iran. And if they get something agreed upon, and God only knows what that will be, but if they get something agreed upon, we have to keep in mind there are 90 million barrels, uh, blue barrels of crude sitting offshore from Tehran. And that crude could certainly move into Europe, ease the pressures of, you know, lack of natural gas or crude energy through a time when they really need it. Prices are going to be quite high and benefit, but it could then weigh on our crude prices here. You would also put the squeeze on Putin. So I think it would not shock me to see something come out of these talks um, it may take close to another month, but I would not be surprised at all. All right. You brought up winter wheat seeding, and obviously we were looking at Ukraine, but it's so dry in many areas of the states. Is there concern for the winter wheat seeding for us here? Well, I think the winter wheat, now, are we talking about Ukraine again? No, we're talking about the United States now. Oh, in the U.S.? Yeah. Well, we are dry, and we're looking at the planting season that's coming up. And we're going to be very dry going in. Uh, at the moment, there's talk of forecasts of more 90-degree temperatures to come in. No rain in the forecast, which just exacerbates the um, how dry everything is condition-wise to plant that seed. It may be that it holds our wheat planting up a little bit uh, to get the crop in. All right, let's look at the livestock side uh, of the trade action today. And cattle market, we saw a bit of a rally happening this afternoon what's going on there well i think a couple things one is um you know we started to see some trade out of nebraska yesterday but the texas and you know kansas prices are starting to firm up i think the south is gaining on the north and that spread between the two is narrowing in but in the meantime we also have corn trying to be weaker and that's allowing for the cattle market to come back but cattle had a pretty good little break here, so to catch a nice up day is not out of line at all. 
don't think it's done yet, but it's not out of line to see the market say, okay, I'm going to catch my breath for a moment. Um, another thing I thought was interesting, and we don't know the reasons why, but uh, uh, the USDA uh, suspended um, exporting to China on a Tyson pork plant in Indiana. And we don't have any reasons why yet, but uh, that was suspended. And maybe that might have put a little support under the hog market here today. And, of course, the fact that we're going into a holiday weekend, can the Packers fill their needs uh, with with a shortened trade week and, and obviously maybe some plants being closed on Labor Day? That's true. Um, you know, I think that's that's very true. And I think that when we look at um, the exporting over to China, well, you know, the bottom line is uh, Chinese prices are, are elevating on their own pork market. But so to see exports going to China slow wouldn't surprise me anyway. But beef exports, I think, have been able to hang in there pretty decently. All right. Sounds good, Sue. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. And enjoy that Nebraska State Fair. I will do so. Thanks so much. Sue Martin's been joining us. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids. And all your local dealers, check it out as a podcast at rowradionetwork.com or wherever you subscribe. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.